Hey everybody, this is Come Follow Me Daily Dose and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Today is March 1st. It is the beginning of a new month and the beginning of a new Come Follow Me blog. And I am excited. I love these three chapters. It's intense. There's a lot to study in these three chapters, but we've got seven days to do it. So I'm really excited. Today we're going to start in 2 Nephi chapter 31. Chapter 31 is a really great chapter, focuses a lot on the baptism of Jesus Christ and why Christ was baptized. But I want to start before that, before it gets into talking about his baptism. So I want to start in verses 1 and 2. Now in verses 1 and 2, it says this, And now I, Nephi, make an end of my prophesying unto you, my beloved brethren, And I cannot write but a few things, which I know must surely come to pass. Neither can I write but a few of the words of my brother Jacob. Wherefore, the things which I have written sufficeth me, save it be a few words which I must speak concerning the doctrine of Christ. Now, I love this because here you have Nephi, and he's nearing the end of his life, and he probably knows that, and he's saying, everything that I've written... I am happy with. I'm glad that I've written the things that I have, but there are a few more things which I think are very important and that I want to share with you. And so what we find in chapters 31, 32, and 33 are what I think were Nephi's kind of mic drop doctrines. These were the things that he considered to be most important and most precious for us to have. He was like, I've written other things and I'm happy with them, but these are the few things that I really need to say. And so I really like the doctrines that are in this chapter. So let's take a look first at that phrase that Nephi uses, the doctrines of Christ. The doctrines of Christ is a phrase used to talk about the doctrines of faith in Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. In fact, a really cool cross-reference that you can see is in 3 Nephi chapter 11, verses 38 and 39. It says, And again I say unto you, ye must repent and be baptized in my name, and become as a little child, or you can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you that this is my doctrine, and whoso buildeth upon my rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. So there, Christ teaches that his doctrine is the doctrine of faith, repentance, baptism, etc. A really cool quote from a talk called The Doctrine of Christ by Brian K. Ashton, he was uh, the second counselor in the Sunday School Presidency, says this, The doctrine of Christ, on the other hand, is the means, the only means, by which we can obtain all of the blessings made available to us through Jesus' atonement. It is the doctrine of Christ that allows us to access the spiritual power that will lift us from our current spiritual state to the state where we can become perfected like the Savior. So let's talk a little bit about each one of those aspects of the doctrine of Christ. First off, faith in Jesus Christ. True to the faith says this, Having faith in Jesus Christ means relying completely on Him, trusting in His infinite power, intelligence, and love. It includes believing his teachings. 
It means believing that even though you do not understand all things, He does. Remember that because He has experienced all your pains, afflictions, and infirmities, He knows how to help you rise above your daily difficulties. Man, I read that definition and I'm like, I have a long way to go. Relying completely on Him and trusting in His infinite power? I have a long way to go before I I totally get there. But the Bible Dictionary also tells us that for faith to be true faith, it has to lead us to action, which is why the second doctrine of Christ is an action. It's repentance. Elder Renlund said, Real repentance must involve faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith that He can change us, faith that He can forgive us, and faith that He will help us avoid more mistakes. This kind of faith makes His atonement effective in our lives. So those go hand in hand, right? We have faith in Jesus Christ, true faith in Him, and it's going to lead us to repentance. And as we repent, and as we feel the fruits of repentance in our life, it blesses us with greater faith in Him. And the more faith we have in Him, the more we want to repent. And the more we repent, the more faith we have. So it's just this really cool cyclical process of gaining faith in Jesus Christ and having that faith lead us to action of repentance. The next doctrine is baptism. Elder Hale said this, When we understand our baptismal covenant and the gift of the Holy Ghost, it will change our lives and will establish our total allegiance to the kingdom of God. When temptations come our way, if we will listen, the Holy Ghost will remind us that we have promised to remember our Savior and obey the commandments of God. I love that idea of understanding our baptismal covenants will give us total allegiance to the kingdom of God because the gift of the Holy Ghost will remind us of those covenants that we've already made. Again, it's a kind of a cyclical process, but I really love it. We're going to talk more about baptism as we talk specifically about the baptism of Jesus Christ tomorrow. So the fourth doctrine of Christ is the gift of the Holy Ghost and One of my favorite scriptures about the Holy Ghost is in 1 Nephi chapter 10, verse 17, where it says that you can hear and know and see these things by the power of the Holy Ghost, which is the gift of God unto all those who diligently seek him. What I really love about that scripture is it helps me understand that even though I might have the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the privilege of having the Holy Ghost with me at all times, it does not magically come upon me just because I have the gift of the Holy Ghost. If I want revelation from God, if I want a consistency of the Holy Ghost in my life, I have to diligently seek. I have to work towards it. I have to be worthy of it. Now, the influence of the Holy Ghost can come and go upon everyone. But if I want the promised blessings of the consistent companionship of the Holy Ghost, I have to do something for it. I have to diligently seek. I have to be worthy. I have to repent. I have to live a certain way. And so I love that reminder that the Holy Ghost is kind of like a process. It's a process of learning how to obtain it and a process of learning how to understand it, and a process of learning how to follow through with the promptings received. And as we go through that process, and as we do those things, we get much better at it. 
And we'll talk a little bit more about the Holy Ghost and especially a really cool purpose of the Holy Ghost um, in a couple days as it pertains to chapter 31. So the final doctrine of the doctrines of Christ is endure to the end. But I like to say that a little bit differently. I like to say living for your covenants. Um, Enduring to the end sounds so like begrudging. So I like to say like living for your covenants or as President Nelson says, staying on the covenant path. We continue to plow ahead, remembering our covenants, remembering the Savior and staying on that covenant path. This is what President Nelson says about that. He says, keep on the covenant path. Your commitment to follow the Savior by making covenants with him and then keeping those covenants will open the door to every spiritual blessing and privilege available to men, women, and children everywhere. Did you guys hear that promise? I'm going to say it again. Making covenants with him and then keeping those covenants now here's the blessing, will open the door to every spiritual blessing and privilege available. So as we go through this process, as we go through the doctrines of Christ, we have faith in him. We allow that faith to bring us to repentance. We make that covenant with him, the covenant of baptism, and receive the Holy Ghost. Now here's the thing, we continue in that cycle. We continue to gain more faith. We continue to repent. We continue to make covenants with him through the temple, but also to renew those covenants worthily every week through the sacrament. We continue to learn and use the gift of the Holy Ghost. And as we do those things, as we continue in that cycle, we are staying on the covenant path. And as we do that, we are making ourselves worthy of every spiritual blessing and privilege available. The promises of God are incredible, and they are never-ending, and they are unimaginable. But as we obey the doctrines of Christ and continue in this path and in this process, His promises to us are sure, and they're incredible, and they are worth the effort required. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Make sure to subscribe, to like, to share, to comment. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.